This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Oh, what's his name? Alexander Zev, no, maybe. Alexander Ben Mayer. I think it's Alexander Zev Ben Mayer. So, some very fascinating statements before we go into the Kabayashra on Pesach. Pleadic, listen to this. Listen to this. Tzvadeya. The mark of Tzvadeya. Why are frogs called Tzvadeya? Anyone here know? No. (laughs) Tzvadeya. No, not quite. Frogs frogs are not from France. Why is blood from Europe? So I'm going to tell you why Tzvadeya is called Tzvadeya. Tzvadeya... It says something amazing. The reason frogs are called Tzvadeya is because it's a bird that has knowledge. Now, it doesn't, it's not a bird, right? That's what you're wondering. Not that it's a bird. The frogs croak, right? Ribbit, ribbit, they croak, they make noise in order to tell the birds where there's water. They croak, the birds know that the frogs live in water, so the the birds are able to know from far away. They hear the croaking, they know where the water is. Because birds fly very high. It's not, not a scientific fact, it's much more than that. The bird flies very high. And the bird is very thirsty. He doesn't know where to find water. And the Tzvadeya, the, the frog, makes a lot of noise and says, Come and drink and don't worry. You shouldn't die of thirst. It gives the knowledge to the bird where the water is. Wow, godless. What? I guess they, I guess they could hear croaking. You could hear frogs from really far away. I don't know, I used to go fishing. And when we used to go fishing, so we were way out in the lake, way out. In the morning, you used to go like five, we used to go five o'clock in the morning, five thirty in the morning. And the frogs, they start croaking. Your mom, if you can't see them, you're so far away, but you hear them. They make a lot of noise. A lot of noise. In New York, you don't hear it because there's a lot of other noise. But when you're out in a quiet place, you make a lot of noise. Okay. Listen to this one. You ready? He says the following. Maisa Pliya Meharizal. Yeshla Ati Mekam Maisa Pelabu Vesharucha Kodesh. Lamakubo Rabbeinu Chaim Vital. Rabbeinu Chaim Vital wrote the fam- this, this story. Omar Shmuel. 
Hashanah. I remember one day Rosh Hashanah showed you Mary Abba, uh, the Mary Dirish Alamayim Tashlich. He was giving a drasha at the water before he did Tashlich. And a frog came out of the water and stood in front of that Riyad Kadosh. And we started to throw rocks at it to make it go away. His eyes were closed. His eyes were closed. And he was giving a drasha. We'll be called Tzapta because the frog was making so much noise. Pasachenov. He opened his eyes and he saw that we were trying to get, we were kids and we were trying to throw rocks to get this frog to go. But Gaabanu became very angry at us. And he told us, that this Neshama came back, Gilgal and a frog came out of the water to hear his Torah. And it came in the, in the body of a, of a frog. And for the cover of that Neshama, he gave a share about Tzvadeya, and that's where he said that the word Tzvadeya comes from Tzipadeya. Pretty cool. Okay, so that's one. That is one. That is one. There's a lot of stories about Tzvadeya. So, here's another one for you guys to take to the Seder. You know, it's not as the werewolf story, but it's pretty close. B'medrish Shmois Rabba. Isidaba Pellet says something unbelievable. The frogs that came out of the Nile that attacked the Egyptians were able to talk. There were ten makos, and the hardest one was, you think, makos b'chayrois, chayshech, barad, right? Kinim, wise. Nope, so there was the hardest. They went on their beds. Um, how do you know that they, how do you know that they were able to talk, because it says, So they were able to talk. Okay. Now, this is very scary. And I, I, I once told you something that's brought down from the, from the, Chidah. And he says the following, on Chayshech. So when there was Chayshech, four-fifths of the Jews died in Chayshech. So really, as great as Israel went out of its tribe, it was a holocaust. It was four-fifths, four-fifths, so one-fifth came out with 600,000. So that means 600,000 came out, that's one-fifth of three million. So, you know, it was very great, but a lot of people, everybody lost their relatives. 600 out of three million came out. The Hamushim Alu, says Rashi, was one-fifth. Chidah says that the way Mashiach comes is going to be the same thing. Maybe not. Maybe we'll deserve more. But this is what he says like this. The Jews of that door were sinning and they didn't want to go out. 
And they died in the darkness because Hashem didn't want the Mitzvah to see the Jews dying. Right? They'd say, oh, you're not any better than we are. I guess the ground swallowed them up because they didn't see their graves either. They shouldn't be able to say, oh, well, the Jews, the Jews, Hashem punished them just like they punished us. So it was done, it was done in the dark. Now listen to the Zoyar, Pashish most, if you want to look it up, Dab Zion Amabez. Issa, Kishiyavaya Mashiach. You ready for this? Because it's coming. Because we're there. Kishiyavaya Mashiach, when Mashiach will come, Yiyachoshech Hamesh, Chamisha Eser Yom. The world will go into total darkness for 15 days. The Yemasa Rasha Yisrael and the Risham the Risham of Kla Yisrael will die. She'ein writes in Begula. The ones that are not interested in Mashiach, in, in a Gula, they're very happy. They're happy with uh, America, with their iPhones, with their money, with the Yankees. With their life and their movies, and who needs Mashiach? What's going to happen with Mashiach? Mashiach's come. You're going to bring carbonos. You're going to learn all day. And we don't want Mashiach. I want to learn all day, right? So there's going to be people. Believe it or not, there's going to be people going to be like, "Can you wait like till after the World Series, after the NBA playoffs? Then you could come." You know, we had a chance. You know, not everyone's going to want Mashiach. So Chas Shalom. Says the Zoya, the Russia, the Rishi Yisrael that don't want Geula are going to pass away in those fifteen days of pure darkness. So get your flashlights. Get your flashlights next to your bed. No, your flashlights won't help because by Choshech and Mitzrayim, the light didn't help. It was a darkness. It wasn't a lack of light. There's a lack of light which brings darkness, and there was a creation called darkness. And the creation called darkness, you can't even get out of your chair. It's like ink. It's like black ink. It's like, it's not the darkness, the absence of light. It was a different Choshech. All those who don't want Mashiach to come, even though they happen to be alive at the time of Mashiach, now listen to this. But people who always were waiting for Mashiach, and they wanted the issue with Hashem. Now, why are you, why, what, what does it say? It says that a person who wants Mashiach for any other reason than that the Shekhinah should be, should be able to be Giloy in the world and, and the atheists will have their mouth shut up that there's no God and the whole world will see that Hashem has his Geula and, and the Shekhinah will be back in the base of Migdash, back in his home. That's the only reason why you can't want Mashiach because you owe people money. Mashiach comes and owe you anything. Or somebody's sick, Mashiach comes, ah, right? Or I don't have children, Mashiach's coming, I have children. You can't want Mashiach to see your grandfather who passed away, or father Chasrashon who passed away, or a friend who passed away. You're like, I need Mashiach because I'm in so much pain. And if that's what you want, Mashiach, you know what the Rambam says? You are an apikoires. Imagine, you want Mashiach because someone's sick, and when Mashiach comes, no one's going to be sick anymore. If that's why you want Mashiach, you're an apikoires. That's not why you want Mashiach. The reason you want Mashiach is for one reason. God is being made fun of, not believed in. He's in Golos with us. You want that his Shechina should be Megala in the world. That's the only reason you want. Says the Zoya that the people who died, they're not alive anymore. But during their life, they were waiting for Mashiach. But it wasn't the time of Mashiach, so it's not fair. It's not fair. They also waited for Mashiach 100 years ago, 200 years ago, 300 years ago, during the Holocaust. Listen to what he says. 
and he brings this from Shibule Haleke. Even though they're not alive anymore, Yukumu Lutias Hamesim, they're gonna come back to life. Bichdei Liskoyz Vilus Mishut Hashem Meir Bimeinu Amein. Hashem is gonna bring them back to life to see the coming of Mashiach. Lutias Hamesim is gonna bring back the people who, while they were alive, wanted Mashiach, but it didn't come in their time. He's gonna bring them back. He's gonna Hamesim so they could see when Mashiach comes. They should be alive to see with their own eyes. And the people who don't want Mashiach in those 15 days of darkness, they will disappear. The Goyim are not going to know what happened to them, but they're going to disappear. It's a very big thing to want Mashiach, guys. All right. Now, let us go to Pesach. There was one other thing I want to talk about, Bismillah, but I don't know where I saw it. I'll have to find it. What? It's the it's from the Shabule Haleket. Say the tiny simon reish ayin dalid. It's a wonderful sefer. I have so much to learn on it still. But there was a whole thing about the sand. Uh, I don't know where it is. The sand. Because I was learning it on Shabbos and I can't underline on Shabbos. Okay, the sand that you use to bury the mila, the arla, it has something to do with with Mitzrayim, but I don't know why. Oh. Oh, I said this a few years ago. This is amazing. Okay, and then we'll, then we'll go to the Kavayasha. So the Kasha is like this. The only time that in all ten Makos it says that Moshe, Vayitzak Moshe Lashem. Hey, look at this. This is fascinating. I said it last year, but I don't know if I said it during the... Sh- I don't know if I said it. I said it at the, I said it at the Seder table. I didn't say it in my share. Listen to this. So in all ten Makos, every time Paro changed his mind, right? Moshe Rabbeinu had to daven to take away the Maka, right? So it says in every Maka the following, Dom, let's go to Dom. Dom Tzvadeya. Right, they did the same thing. Then he came to the Tzvardim. That really bothered him, bothered him a lot. He said, get rid of them. So he cried. Moshe and Aaron went out from Paro. And Moshe screamed, right, Hashem. To take it away. Every other Maka, when he took it away, it just says he davened to Hashem. That's it. It never says that he screamed. It says he davened to Hashem. Let's see here. There, over here. Vayetze Moshe man Paro. Hashem. He left Paro and he davened to Hashem. What's going on over here? That he cried by the fire that he, he was screaming. What are you screaming about? Why are you screaming? She says the following: 
Listen carefully, guys. And when you dive in, you have to hear what comes out of your mouth. Not Shemona Esri. Shemona Esri, you have to dive in very quietly so you don't disturb anyone else. But when you say the words, you have to hear. How do you know that? The Tzvadim were making a lot of noise. And Moshe Beno had to daven. So by, if he would have been by Yetar, if he would have just davened, he wouldn't have heard a word he's saying because the frogs were croaking. So only by Tzvadim, because there was a lot of noise, so it says by, Yitz, by Yitzhak. Laharim Kalei, to raise his voice with Tzvilosoi, Kedeshi Yashmiel Lozim with Tzvilosoi. In order that he'd be able to hear his, his own davening. So the only time he had to yell was specifically by the Tzvadeah, by the other ones, there wasn't any noise. Cool. All right, you don't get, you're not as excited about it as I am. I'm sorry to hear that. I think it's a fascinating thing that if you ask a guy in class, how do you know that a person has to hear his tefillah? And the answer is from the frogs. Because the only time that it says by Yitzhak is by the frogs. So the way you know, the Gemara Yerushami and Brachas knows that you have to hear your own words when you say Yitzvila, it's from the frogs. Moshe Rabbeinu and the frogs. That's a, that's something that most people will not know the answer. Okay. What? It was very noisy. It was very noisy. They, that was one of the things they did. They didn't let them sleep. They couldn't sleep. They really, the frogs really, frogs, I don't know, that was such destruction. It was like, yeah, I'm sure banging on the doors and the windows flying down. But the frogs, like, they were everywhere. They were in, in, in the, everything. They, they mamish with moist and nefesh. Moist and nefesh. There's a whole thing I don't know how to do tonight, but on, the whole, on that whole Tzvardaya, what it was, I don't know what safer I saw that they were crocodiles. They weren't frogs. Maybe it's in here. I saw it in a different safer, but he would definitely. They were not frogs. They were croc, crocodiles. Huh? And this was also the whole kashan, like, uh, we asked this as kids, like, if you hit a frog and frogs come out of it, why would you hit it again? Every time they hit it, frogs came out of them, right? Why would you hit it again? It was stubborn. Oh, come on. That's stupid. No, but there's a, there's a thing that talks about... The safer is off the charts. Listen to this. Here it is. I didn't see it on the screen. Safe, it just came. I just got it. You ready? Listen to this. We have to get to the cover Yosha, though. He asked, if the frogs, were a uh, species of something that destroys, Hanikra, crocodile. Kuf Reish Aleph, Kuf Aleph Dal Yud Lamed. Crocodile. In, in the Rishayim, it brings down that there are different um, opinions on what the Sfadi will. According to the Evan Ezra, it was a species that is found in many of the rivers in the world. Shemekachagrim u Mashmiyam Kol, Vahinikra Prush. 
They make a lot of noise and they're called prush. Kavav. Okay. So according to that, it sounds like a frog. Ah, oh, this is where I saw it. Alma Madas and the Rabbeinu Bachya. Rabbeinu Bachya, Bepashas Boa, Yatsvadim Min Hamashas, and Nikri Crocodile. There were crocodiles. Now that is not a joke. I mean, frogs is not a joke either. But crocodiles in your oven? And crocodiles in your bed? And crocodiles all over the place? Have you ever seen what a crocodile looks like? Are the teeth in it? What? Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Crocodile Dundee. She ate him in Anar. They came out of the out of the Nile. And there is a Nile crocodile, by the way, if you look it up. There is a crocodile. The, the crocodile, the Nile has crocodiles. It's called a Nile crocodile. And, he, and, and, and they would come out, they would bite people, Ubalam, and they'd swallow them. Wow. That's what that's what Moshe Rabbeinu said. Nisha shamad ayim sheretz hamayim hanikra krakadal v'sham is gadol, and it lives in the it, it grows up in the water. V'oyim kilbami yotem hamayim shabenai nailus shisham gedula. It comes out of the Nile River because that's where it grows. Yotzal tzvas hanai. You know that that the krakadals hang out on the on the sea on the shore, right? They just sit there in the sun. Ubola mashamaisi and it swallows whatever it can find. Shnayim oshleish shabenai yotem yachad. It could swallow three people at one time. And, and, and arrows and spears don't pierce its body. Wow, this is Unless you stab it in its belly, the underside of a crocodile is soft. It has poison. It's not good for a body to touch it. Who mints Vadeya, it's a type of frog. Because Moshe Rabbeinu said, you stay in the water, that's why it stays in the water. So that is a, that is Rabbeinu Bachya. Now the Barbanel, a Barbanel, his kimodas Rabbeinu Bachya. The Barbanel agrees. Your Barbanel is from Spain. Agrees with the Rabbeinu Bachya. Because of Oisha, it's Vadam Eloha Yetzim and Nihilus, Vakish Echel and Nausham. They would leave the, the Nile to find food. Because the water got all dried up because of the blood. And they couldn't eat the fish that died in the, in the, in the, in the water. So they came to the shore to eat. Till to this day, they come out of the Nile River to rip people or animals. And when it came to this market, there were many of them. They left because Hashem made Xerah and they went all over the borders of Mitzrayim. And they ripped live people, live things to pieces. And they went into the houses, listen to this, and into the rooms to, to attack children who weren't able to run. Wow. Okay. So that's not that's not that's our Barbanel and Rabbeinu Bachya. So what? 
No, this is a whole different. There's a whole thing. They weren't frogs. There's many that say they were frogs, but psh. okay. You got. I don't know why we picked on frogs tonight, but that's what we're meant to do. That's what we're meant to do. He would have loved that. Alexander would have loved this. This is up his alley. All right, let's go to the Kavayasha. The Kavayasha says the following. We're continuing from two weeks ago. It's good to teach women when they're washing and cleaning the pots and everything from the chametz, or when you guys are vacuuming or whatever you're doing. They should think the way I am getting rid of the chametz. That's how Hashem should get rid of the Yitzhara and his wife. And we trust Hashem that He will remove all these gululim from the world. You should know. You have to wash and clean and vacuum your tables, your chairs, your walls because of chametz. Hashem is watching everything that you do. How holy you are. That, that you're working a whole month of Nisa, well, for two weeks, the first two weeks, to get rid of the chametz. And because you're getting rid of the chametz, Hashem will get rid of all the diseases. was coming out of the sitra achar. Now. He says very carefully. But everything you do for Yantif, for Shabbos, should be done, I just told this to somebody today, with love and happiness. Be very careful that you don't get nervous and you don't get uptight from cleaning from Pesach. Surely there should be no fighting and there should be no machlekes b'neihem. Whatever you buy for your house for Yantif, you should say with your mouth. I'm buying a l'shem this 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 holiday. You shouldn't buy anything with stolen money or isur. And by the way, this is one of the reasons why I stopped gambling. Was from this actually. He says. That you shouldn't use money that you that, that for the for the chaga kodesh from gazol or isurim or for any other way that you make money that's not allowed that's not legal like gambling because if you use that money to do something with it and the money wasn't kosher then who gets the mitzvah the sitra acha they get the holiness yeah they get the holiness now. Says here on the bottom. For chametz who remez yetsahara, chametz is a remez for yetsahovu husha should be isa, like we we explain, um, because it rises on its own, and that is the basis of atheism. That there's no hashkocha pratis, right? So um, you have to really clean it out. When you clean it out, I think there's even a hirat sign. Um, there's even a Hiratzayin to say while you're cleaning. Okay, listen carefully to this. The, the Kabbalah Yosha says, I have a Kabbalah. 
Anyone that works hard for Pesach, who ayef, and he's tired. We are gay about Torah. It wore him out. He's vacuuming, he's cleaning, he's buying, he's running. By you working for Pesach and schwitzing and sweating and, 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 and doing things for Pesach, you kill all the mazikim that are called negaim. And you take the word nega, nun gimel ale, ayin, and you change it the opposite way, to oneg. If you do what you're supposed to do for oneg yantif, then the nega, which is the same letters, gets destroyed. But listen carefully, boys. I'm not going to translate it, but whoever will understand will understand because this goes on the radio. A guy that works very hard to prepare for Pesach, who misakein hatikun shalhitzoi shichvazer levatolo. He is misakein. He fixes the avera of hitzoi shichvazer levatolo. Halev yoyde meres nafshay. And your heart should be very bitter and broken. There's not one of us who's, who's saved from this sin. You should do whatever you can. Hashem has pity. He will be mekabel, our good thoughts. And he will, um, and he will redeem us soon. And he says here also that that um, before before Pesach, specifically before your Seder, so that means Erev Yantif, you have to go to the mikvah. He should purify himself before the Erev Yantif, and um, he should have in mind Yud Hey Vav Hey. It equals 161. And 161 and 72 is the gematria of Regal. Okay? How does it equal 161? So if you take the word Yud, Yud Vav Dalit, so that's 20, a hey and a Yud is 35, Vav is Vav, Vav Yud is 45 and 12. Is fifty-seven and hey is hey is sixty-two and yud is seventy-two. The seventy-two name letter of Hashem is yud hey vav hey spelled out. When you go to the mikvah erev yontif, yichavin lekabel erish neishem is eya and havaya. The word eya and and Hashem's yikav vav kei. Kizel wasay chayv adol b'tar atzmi regal. What happens if you're very old? Zalkein or chalash or chalu? You're sick. You don't have to put yourself. You don't have to put yourself in sakanas devarshes. So, boys, it's for all of us, for all you guys, for me, for everyone. We have to go to the mikvah both days. And have in mind for the, the it's, it's the kala. The kala we're getting is the kala in the chosim, right? By the by the seder, the kala goes to the mikvah, right? So you have to go to the mikvah. Okay, now listen carefully. I'm trying to do this in the hotel as much as I can. It says the Zayah, I'll say it in, in Zayah Lush and then I'll translate it. Begin Kach, because of this. 
Yisrael Kaddishim is sakmul yichud kadosh baruch Klaisro fixes up and cleans up the house because that night, the night of Pesach, they're in Yichud with the Shechina. There's a Zivug. There's a connection between Klaisro and Hashem. And therefore, when you set up your Seder table, you have to have in mind when you set up the table. I am setting the table for God. He's coming to my house. You're not allowed to set the table. Non-Jewish women should not set your seder table. A lot of people have a minute that non that your maid is not allowed to even set your Shabbos table. The Dovah should be Dusha. She should not set it. You should set it. Kiyim Dafki Yisraelis. It should only be done by a Jew. Umatoy Moray De Yisraelis Atohayim Betumas Hanida. It should only be done by a woman who is not Tamei Nida. That's a married woman who went to the mikvah. Umikol Shekain Shiyosi Tavei De Bishuli Yisraelis Shloyos Hanida Adayin. It's best to be done by a young girl who never saw Nida, so she was never Tamei. Pshita Shutayim Mushubach Yosha. That would be the best. You know how holy the Seder is? There's no halacha like that ever. There's no minig like that ever that when you set the table for Shabbos that you can't have a person who's a nida or a girl that's a nida set the table. Most of our sisters, until they get married, right, they can't go to the mikvah, so they're tameh, they set the Shabbos table. But when it comes to Pesach and the Seder, no, you have to get a young girl who's never saw a nida, who's pure, or if you can't get that, a woman who's married, who went to the mikvah, who's not Tommy at that time, to set the table. Why? Because that night, Hashem comes to your table with the malachim, and the table has to be B'Kedusha V'Tahara. So right, Wallstein, how could you go to a hotel? Absolutely, I do. I take it all off, and I put it back on. Yeah? At least a little bit, I, I should do. You know, I, uh, I'm the preacher of this all the time. Now I'm in a hotel. My excuse is I'm trying to raise some money for an hour. Otherwise, wah, I would never leave my house. But whatever, you have to do what you have to do. But, yeah, and, I, and I'm very mocked that um, I'm sure that we're the only program in the world that we have, my parents had a minute, we had a minute, that we made the maror, um, since I'm a baby, I'm talking like 50, uh, I'm only in a hotel, this is my second year. So for 57 years, I was home for the Seder. And... Um, we always had a meeting, even as a little kid. We'd go into the kitchen. We have the raw marrow, and we would grind it by hand for the seder. And of course, when you grind marrow, you cry, your eyes get all it burns you, and you start to, your eyes start tearing like crazy. And we used to always say a tefillah while we were doing it around the table. All the grandchildren, my father, we all did it together, and we'd all they'd go, ah, "Help me, help me!" You start mamish crying. That Hakadosh Baruch Hu, the tefillah is. That the only tears this year of pain should be from the morrow. And every one of us did it. It was a minute not broken ever. We never made the morrow before the Seder. So I felt bad. So last year, like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I got all the kids together. I bought like 150 graders, maybe more, 200 graders. And we all sat and we all made the morrow. Each kid made the morrow. And then we made the charosis. You have to get your hands dirty.
I remember as a kid, my hands, used to, my knuckles used to be like. I think there was more skin in my in the Mara than there was horseradish. But yeah, you have to you have to get into it. You have to be part of it. It's not just you know buy it. You know, I always made the joke that I can't make any more jokes about because I'm in a hotel. But I'm not going to say what store. But there's a store in in Brooklyn that sells salt water. Jars ninety nine cents a jar of salt water. People are so lazy they can't take water and put salt in it. So there's jars. And I came last year because I wanted to show it to the shear. And I came last year and they told me they were sold out. <laughs> Can you imagine? So yeah, we, we uh, you know, you, you got to get your hands dirty a little bit. He says here very much that you see, look at the Kedusha. And, and, and he never really, he talks about his Rebbe here, the, the Kavayosha. This is what he says. My Rebbe, so he's, the Kaliyosh is talking about his Rebbe. He used to go, he would find a girl, she was, uh, that never saw, never saw Nida. She was, right? He brought down that, that, that he, his Rebbe would go and find a young girl to set the table. Very dick. Next. So. That's the preparation. You have to know what level it is. So if you guys, you go to the mikvah, and after you go to the mikvah, you can set the table. Bitar, we'll set the table. Okay? Now, another thing is a lot of people are not in such good moods when it comes to Pesach at night because they're very tired, and they're and they're overworked, and they're nervous, and they're uptight. My father used to always say, we're behind, He's, oh, I'm fine, everyone... Oh, Rabbi, I can't really talk to you right now. I'm, I'm, I'm behind on my Pesach cleaning. I'm behind. Everyone's behind. I'm behind. My car, right? By the Seder, everyone caught up. <laughs> but everyone caught up by the Seder. So he always used to say to me, by the Seder, we'll all be caught up. You don't come to the Seder with Hametz. You don't come to the Seder, right? By the Seder, what are you going to get caught? But you have to be in a good mood. You can't sit there like, I'm hungry. My back hurts. When is this over? When your brother says like, I want to say it to No, 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 not you, not you. You know, say it by Shulchan Arach so we can all lay on the couch and go to sleep. It's a big night. It's a big night. Says the Zaya, the boy Laila begin the Vesata. Person has to be happy on that night because in Shemayim it is the happiest night. You should be singing. You should be saying praises on that night with happiness. Don't show that you're in a rush. That a person has to talk about Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim with Eisah Sibrahu, and while he's talking about it, when you're sitting by your Seder, Hashem calls together his whole Pamalia, his whole, what's the word I'm looking for? More than his court. His whole entourage. His whole entourage of Malachim. And he says to them, Go! Listen! Wow, he's saying, the Zayar is saying something deeper. Listen to the Sipra of the praise, how happy they are in the Geula of their master, the Geula of Hashem. So the Malachim are forced to praise Hashem on all the miracles. And Hashem forces 
the Malachim to admit that, his, that he has a holy nation. That hear what he's saying this Zayar? Not that we're celebrating the redemption of us. The redemption of him. Guys, why does Hashem need a redemption? You hear what the Zayar is saying? We're not celebrating Pesach, our redemption. We're, selling, we're celebrating the redemption of Hashem. How do you know Hashem needed, how do you know Hashem needed a redemption? Because it brings down in the Medrash, and it brings down in the Mepharshim, that when we went into Mitzrayim, the Shekhinah went with us. So he was also in Mitzrayim, the Shekhinah was in Mitzrayim. So when we came out of Mitzrayim, the Shekhinah also came out of Mitzrayim. So it was redemption of the Shekhinah, not just us. Just like Mashiach, the whole thing is, is the Shekhinah, redemption of Mitzrayim is the Shekhinah. I don't know what this means, but it gives Hashem extra strength. By Klaisho sitting and telling the Sibritians we're trying, they're giving strength to the Creator, to their Master. Everyone is very fearful, actually in awe. Yerev doesn't mean here fearful. They're in awe of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Got to be careful that night. Make sure you say the Haggadah slowly. Don't say it fast. Don't make it look like that it's a load on your back. Oh, come on, let's get finished with this already. Oh, come on, I'm tired. Okay, the second night we'll do it. Oh, come on, it's too much. Too many but a person who sits here by the Seder and the Haggadah is like a load on their shoulders. For Abba Bal and he has to, he's there because he's being forced to be there. He's depressed and he's not happy. And he's not thinking about, he's having no kavana, no concentration. This is. One of the hardest words that the Kaviyosha ever said. He says, I'm telling you right now, if you sit by that Seder, and you're in a rush, and you're impatient, and it's like, it's like work, he says, you will not be Zeicha when you're in trouble, when you're in a Sakana, when you're in danger. You are not going to be Zeicha for Hashem to do for you a miracle. Why? Because if you're, if you're a Kafoy Taiv, and the night where you came out of a triumph and everything happened, and you're, you're in a rush, and you're tired, and you're aggravated, and you feel like, ugh, what do I need this for? So Shem's like, so why should I do you another nice? You don't appreciate this nice. So look how Yosha says. He doesn't say maybe, if, or what. He says, If you are going to be in a Makam Sakana, Hashem is not going to help you. That's crazy. So it's not a night to be in a rush. There is a... Haggadah from the Reformed Jews, I just saw it. It's called the 10 minute Seder. It's a little thin Haggadah. Not a joke. He says a very interesting story here. From Rav, Rav, Rav I see I, I wrote wow and I underlined it. So we know that the night of Pesach is called Leil Shimurim. It's a night that we're watched. We're watched from any damages. 
Uvitamze, the Morgan Avram, Beshem the Maril says, Sheein Nayim Dalsis Abatim. You don't have to, you don't have to lock your door with Briachazik with a with a hard lock. Kashal Aleilos. You don't have to. It's, you don't have to be worried that night. The Ikel of Tarech Bishmir Sakharish Baruchu. Leil Shimurim. You can trust in a Baruchu. You can always trust in a Baruchu, but it's a special night. Okay. But if you live in a place that's dangerous, don't leave the door open. You're not allowed to be shame on the nace. He says a question. They came to the Rav Chaim Vital, Shalu Rav Chaim Vital, a story that happened in his time. Kibbalil Pesach, Nafal Adam, Misrael, a Jewish person fell, Misulam Vinitla. He fell off a ladder and he died. They said, Echi Rezebalel Shimurim. You said Leil Shemurim were being watched. How could it happen? A guy went up a ladder. He fell off the ladder and he died. What happened to Leil Shemurim? Hey, Shulay Rav Chaim. Rav Chaim Gital answered him. You know why he died? Because he did an Avera that night. I, I remember reading Rav Chaim Gital. It was a bad Avera he did that night. That's why he fell. Hashem. It's a Leil Shimurim if you committed that night that it should be a night for Hashem. The Halayla Hazem Ukudeshon L'Shemayim It's a night that's holy to Shemayim. Abobi'im Oiva Aveira But if you do an Aveira that night Yashigo Avoyno You're going to pay for that sin. Ki Adarab And this is the point I want to get to. Ki Adarab Kol Aveira Sha'odam Oise B'Chag Pesach. The whole Chag Pesach. Any sin that a person does on Pesach it's a worse avera. It's a worse damage than any other days of the year. You need to be careful on on Pesach more than the rest of the year, not to do averus and Pesach night, not to be depressed and not to be angry and not to be upset, but just the opposite. It's a night. Of, of Shishbachos and Brachos and thanking Hashem for what he did. And I think it's a night that a person should think to himself about his Mitzrayim. Because all of us have a Mitzrayim. The word Mitzrayim comes from the word Meta. It's a very beautiful pshat. I want to call my friend. Oh, he called me back. On the word Haroises. Remember I told you the whole story last week? Haroises and why is it sweet? The Malach, the Malach with the baby in the wall. You were here. You don't know what I'm talking about. I just said it last week. Whole story. They're all sleeping. So, my friend, let's see if he's going to answer. The word haroises is connected to rus. Or she, I'm in the middle of my shir. What, is, what does the word haroises stand for? Right, so what's the word chas mean? Gotcha, okay. I got it, I got it. Right, and that's what came out of it, right? Okay, Shkayach. Right, got you. Okay, Shkayach. Shkayach. Can you give me a chumash from the back? Please. No, we take a shot. Oh, okay, bring it in here. Go. You have to let him bring it. If he went through it to get it, you have to let him bring it. Okay, so listen to this. Charoi says, we spoke about why, why, why is Charoi says sweet? It shouldn't be sweet, right? Because uh, it's blood of the baby in the wall. Why should it be sweet? So he said, my, my friend Oshi Langzam, to give credit where credit's due. I don't know where he saw it, but he said it over to me. He said something in Eredik. 
It says if you look at Megillas Rus, if you look at Megillas Rus, talks about Mara. Megillas Rus, what's it talking about Mara and Megillas Rus? It says the following she came back, she lost everything. But they lach nishteim at boada base lechem. They came to base lechem. They eat kivoyin base lechem. But teim kol ira leim. But tomorrow, how's this nami? Is this nami? But tomorrow, I'm particularly nami. Currently, Mara, call me Mara. Why? Kihema shadai li maod because Hashem, right? Hashem made me had dealt with me very bitterly. She lost her husband. She lost the two kids. She lost all her money. Right. Ani malei halachti. Listen carefully; it's very important. Ani malei halachti. I went. I was full when I went to when I left Eretz Yisrael. Money, family, reikim yishivani Hashem, and Hashem brought me back empty. Loma tikreni liyinami. Don't call me nami. Nami means beautiful. Hashem onabi v'shaka heirali, and 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 Hakadosh Baruch Hu brought misfortune to me, and He testified against me. Very ridiculous. Haroses. If you take the words charoses, right? So it's ches, it's ches reish samach bav tov. If you take the two words, if you take the word charoses and you split it up, it spells chas ches samach rus reish bav tov. That's the same word as charoses. Chas rus. Chas means Hashem had pity on me, and rus is rus's name. So he said like this, what's the sweetness of Haroises? The sweetness of Haroises and why you put Mara, it's very connected to what I said last week. Why, why do you put the Mara in the Haroises? The Haroises is worse. The Haroises is dead, dead babies. Why are you putting the, the, the Mara in the Haroises? He says, because look what happened by Naomi. Naomi came and she said, I went full. I had a husband. I had two kids. I had money. I came back empty. She's quiet. She said, I'm coming back empty. Who'd she come back with? A guy, Rus, Moavia. Right? With nothing. But what happened really? She came back with a lot more than she left. Because who is Rus? It's a great grandmother of Tawad Amalek. The Em Hamalchus of Mashiach. So she's standing in the most bitter part of her life. What she sees in front of her, she lost everything. She tells them, don't call me Naomi, which is beautiful. Call me Marar, which is bitter. Because my life is bitter. Meanwhile, not really knowing what's going on, because it's really going on behind the scenes, you're coming back with the grandmother of Dabba Malach. You're coming back with the Amal Malach of the Mashiach. What did you leave with? You left with much less than you're coming back. But what she saw, she told everyone, don't call me a nice name. Look what Hashem did to me. He was so hard on me, so mean on me, I lost everything. Meanwhile, Hashem's up in Shemaim, like, what are you talking about? I gave you the Amal Malchus. Mashiach's going to come from you. Otherwise, Mashiach's not coming from her. That's charoises. The word charoises means chas rus. Hashem had pity. He gave her rus. I, I think that's one of the biggest lessons. Matzah, in the Zayar, is called lechem demei menusa. That's what he calls it. He doesn't call it matzah. He calls it lechem demei menusa. The bread of emuna. Matzah, Right? Is a Muna. Now, Shimshin Pinkis talks about this. He says, by the Seder, we build a person, a nation, 
Because what happened in Pesach when we left Mitzrayim is we be, from Shivim Nefesh came B'nai Yisrael. So we build, we actually build, it's a Maisa Beratius, and it goes into a whole very deep, deep Kabbalistic thing, but just to make it very short for you, so, so the, there's a, the mother, and the Gemara talks about the mother and the father and Hashem. There are three partners in a person. The mother, the father, the father, the mother, and, the, and Hashem. <coughs> what does the mother give to the, what does the mother give to the partnership? She gives everything in your body, so Gemara, everything in your body that has color. Your lips, your organs, your heart's red, your kidneys. Everything your mother gives you, all the things that are colored in your body, genetically, DNA, comes from your mom. It doesn't mean if she has blue eyes, you have blue eyes. It just, it doesn't mean the color of your body. Whatever has color, that comes from your, from the egg, from your mother. The, the, what comes from the man is white. That's what comes from the man. So, so what, what comes out of the man is white, so the, 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 the part of the human being that comes from the father is the bones. The, the, the skeleton. Now, the part of Hashem is by Yipak Achlov, is the, is the Neshama. So there's the Neshama, the organs is the mother, the skeleton, the skeletal, is the father. The father, without the skeleton, you can't, the mother has nothing to give because you first build the skeleton, then you put the parts in. If you have a heart and a kidney and a lung and there's no, and there's no, no bones, it's a mush, it's a pile, it's a pile of mush. In fact, it's brought down, I think, in the Gemara that, that without the skeleton, you don't know if it's human. If you see a pile, a kidney, right, two kidneys, a heart, a liver, could be an animal. You don't, you, we're not scientists, you see a pile of, of organs, you don't know if it's human organs, but once you see a skeleton, you know. You know if it's an animal, you know if it's a bird, you know if it's a fish, by looking at the skeleton. So the skeleton is the, is what is, without the skeleton, there's no body. Right? You need the skeleton. So the Zayar says that what's the skeleton of the body of Kleistral? So the matzah, the matzah, the three matzos, which is white, unless you burnt them, right? It's supposed to be white, right? Which is white. That comes from the man. That's the skeleton. That's why on your Seder plate, you have three matzahs, and then the organs, which is on top, the maru, all the colored stuff, the carapace, the, the radishes, all the organs, so to say, is on top of the bones, is on top of the matzah. So the matzah is the skeleton, and on top of the matzah is the organs, right? That's how, that's how you build. The reason that the Zayar calls it the lechem, the name inusa, is because Without emuna, all the other mitzvahs are nothing. If you don't believe in Hashem, you put on tefillin, you put on tzitzit, you keep Shabbos, nothing. So emuna has to be, emuna is, is, is with, with Kleistwell, where each one of us builds. Whatever we're going to build, whatever we're going to become, the basis of it is, is the matzah. The basis of it is, is the emuna. So that's the, now the wine is the blood. The wine is the red. The red wine comes from the mother. The red wine, which is the blood, so to say, the, not blood, so I have to be very careful. The red wine is wine. It symbolizes the red blood in the person's body. Right? So all the colors at the Seder is from, like, the mother. It's all the different organs, all the different parts. But nothing gets started. In other words, you can have all those parts. If you see, if you see someone praying, if you see, you know, a non-Jew can do chesed and all these other things can happen... 
but, but you don't know if those are organs, if that's part of cholesterol or not. The only way you know if it's part of cholesterol is by looking at the skeleton. If the skeleton has a muna and a kosh then you know that it's cholesterol. So the, 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 the seder, we have three parts when we come to the seder, and that's how we build the person. We have all the color, we have the copper, so we have all the other colors. We have the wine, which is the, the so to say, the, the, the blood that runs through the veins of the, of this body that we're making. And the end though, if you have a body, but Hashem didn't put a neshama in it, it's a gailum. Right? It's dead. So this seeper, it's just the tribe, that comes out of your mouth, when you speak at the, at the, at the Pesach Seder, the stuff that comes out of your mouth, the Torah and everything that comes out of your mouth, the CBC is the tribe, that's the ruach that goes into that body that you're building. That's the Hashem part. Call him a sapper, right? That's the Hashem part. The matz is the man part, the wine is the woman part, and all those other things. But, and, and that's the emuna and all the different other things. And the, 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 the breath that's in this creation that we're creating at our Seder table, the Sipa says in Mitzrayim, is, is a, so if you chaf v'shalom, sit at your Seder table, and you're talking about stock market, and what did you buy this year, and you're talking narishkeit, and then you have a dead body, you didn't do anything, you built a, you built nothing, you built a gailum. He has to be very careful by the Seder, he brings down the Kaviyashi, very careful not to talk to Varun Batalim. Better go to sleep. HaKosh is going to come with his angels to hear what the Kala has to say about her new chasen. And you're going to be talking about stupidities. It's the biggest insult you can give God. Imagine a guy, Lahavdol, making a Lahavdol, is a chasen, and he knows that his Kala that night is calling all her friends to talk about him. So he goes with his friends, and they listen by the window. He brings like his 40 guys, his best friends, right? His 20 guys. And they go into the window to hear what the cow is telling her friends. Like, Handsome, smart, knows how to learn, sweet, me those, right? Like, guys, you got to hear what she's saying about me, right? And they go underneath the window, and they're like, wow, let's hear what she has to say about it. We, we know We know how great you are. We want to hear it. And they're like talking about... So we went to Bloomingdale's sale. They had this unbelievable sale, and I got three new hats and a scarf. And he's like, the biggest insult. They're like, oh, oh, this is your, this is your, this is your kala. She's not even, she's not even talking about you. She's much more interested in other things. Ha, we knew that. We knew she's not really any good. That's what Allah was saying. There's a whole, there's a whole we talked about. So I'll end with this. There's a huge machlekes between the malachim because the malachim told Hashem, right? That why are you taking Kali Yisrael out? They're on the 49th level of Tumah. They're filthy, they're dirty, they're disgruntled. This is not a Kala for God. They said, and if, if you want them as a Kala, we don't know why, we'll go to Mitzrayim and take them out. You, Hashem, you're going to Mitzrayim with Baal Pa'ar, with all these terrible Avoid Zaris, you're a kind God, you're going to go, we'll take them out. If you have to have this girl, we'll take them out. Hashem says, Ani Uloi Malach, Ani Uloi Shliach, and you like, sort of, I'm going to take him out by myself. And then, and then, and then Pesach night, you're going to sit there and talk about all your stupidities, what you saw on TV, and who's going to win this game, who's going to win that game, and how you're doing in your investments, and what's going on in the market. You heard this about this rabbi, oh my God, you know, you know, you heard about a cousin? You hear what he did? Oh, he's in jail, this one's that. So instead of making the biggest kid of Hashem, because if you listen to what the Kavayosha said, listen very carefully to what he said. There's two things going on when they come to this. One, they say to Hashem, you are the amazing, what you did all this, listen, they're talking about you, see, it's a triumph. But they also admit to Hashem how great we are. 
because they give Hashem a very hard time when you went to Mitzrayim. They said, the 49th level, this is disgusting. This is who you want to take out. They're low life. So Hashem said, you don't know who they are. I can see through their dirt. I can see through their 49, 49 levels of, of Tumah. They're very special. They're beautiful. They're special. Just let me get them out of here. Let me get them out of the mud. It'll take me 49 days. I'm going to clean them up every day. Another day, another day. We're going to clean them up until they're going to come shvuz. We're going to get married. They're going to have jewelry. They're going to look beautiful. It's going to take me 49 days. 100%. Chesed. 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 Emes. I mean, Malchus. Gvura. Teferes. Netzach. I have to do hoid. I have to do all these different things. I have to, it's like putting on dresses and jewelry and, and cleaning her up and showering and all that. I'm going to get them there. But you don't understand, Malachim. You don't know who they are. Malachim like, no, they're avadim. They're, they're low life. Hashem, you can do better. So when it comes to the Seder, what? Yes, yeah, so, so the Kama Yosha is saying when it comes to the Seder, because Vokul comes, but he, he's not, it's not only that they say, wow, Hashem, look what you did. They have to admit, listen, it, what's the Lushen here? That you, you were right. They're a holy nation. You were right and we were wrong. We said they're a bunch of lowlifes and you shouldn't take them out. No, look at these people sitting around with their little kindleach talking about how great you are. Little kids coming home from yeshiva with books and books of, of Haggadahs that they made themselves and the parents are like, okay, okay. We don't have time for this time. Hashem's like, look at my nation. How holy they are. Look how they're sitting and on a whole night, they're sitting till 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the morning. How many guys in this room sit till 4 or 5 o'clock? 1 o'clock, get up out of here. All of a sudden, it was Machbin. Ooh, everyone's Machbin. The same guy that davens 40 minutes after Shkia, right? Doesn't make Zmanch, Shmon Esrei, Zmanch Tfila, hasn't made Zmanch Kriya Shma in 40 years. Oh, Zmanim, I'm into my Zmanim, baby. Well, we have to, you know, one o'clock. We have to, ah, turn it down, right? So I'm not saying I say this man's very, I say this man's very important, but you have to be consistent. The whole year, you have to, you know what I mean? You have to be consistent. What? Why you have to finish by Chatzos? Because it's Afi Kaiman. Allah is Afi Kaiman represents the Kom Pesach. Kom Pesach had to be finished by Chatzos. So the people who are really serious, okay, the people who are really serious, they finish by Chatzos. And then they say two, three hours, four hours of Torah. Yeah, yeah. It's tough to say. Not, it's tough to say. They don't think, let's get out of here. 20 minutes, let's, let's go home, right? Good night. You know what I'm saying? But they do it, they, do, they, do, they finish off Yikaiman, they bench, they have the third kois, and they sit and they talk Torah for three hours. Then, then you're smart, then if then, yeah, 100%. Then it's right. You should not finish. You should not be finished. Your, you should not be finished your seder before three o'clock in the morning. There's no way. There's no way. I don't think I ever finished before three o'clock. I'm talking four o'clock, four ten, four twenty. You know, the women can go up. There's no problem. We, 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 we are you running? It's your night with Hashem alone. Where are you going? And how long? And how long are you by the seder? With, with the with the clock change now, my rib. If you say Hallel, we say Hallel. Right? Ashkenaz doesn't. If you say Hallel, you don't get to the seder table till ten. Okay, so you finished at one in three hours with a meal? Come on, come on. Yeah, so Shruis, if you're up a whole night, there's a schooler that you won't die that year. So you're up a whole night. <laughs> What's I have a schooler? 
what's the school of Pesach? The school of Pesach is that if you talk about Sipitzis Mitzrayim, that when you need Hashem, says the Kaviyasha, He'll make a miracle for you. And we all need miracles. But if you're in a rush and it feels like, oh, come on, I can't listen to another Dvatayra, another Beis Halevi, why, Tati, why did you send them to Bris? Like, why did you send them to such a good yeshiva? My God, the guy walks in, you know, I remember. I'm not any better, don't get me wrong, I'm not any better than any of you. You know, my brother in law walked in, or my brother walked in and he had like a notebook this thick, and he says, and it said on it, Seder? And he put it down, and I'm like, no, no. Like, you're not serious. Like, it's like half empty. It's like, no. Every huh? Every Seder. Both, both Seder. Well, there's only one Seder. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do it because the first Seder, you're so tired. You know, it's not the day that you can really sleep. You're supposed to sleep, but it's very hard to sleep. The first Seder is very hard. They're first Seder and out. The next night, it's not Seder anymore. I don't know how they do it. I sort of say for that we need two Sedam. Why do we have, why do we have an extra, why does Chutzlaras have an extra day always with all these Yom Tovim? Because the world, the, the land that we live in is so schmutzy that it takes us two days to accomplish what they do in one day. And it's so, it's sort of safe. You hear the second night's better? The second night you wait, the second night starts much later. Because you have to wait for Sphira. So it starts much later. It's so holy, it's so special. I, the one thing that I, whatever, that I'm in a hotel is, for me, is very hard. But I'm, I, Hashem knows why I did it. I, I did it. I did. I would do it only to help. Somebody wrote me a check that I, that that I don't have to worry about Ornava anymore, and I can pay my teachers and pay my rent and do everything I have to. Dunsky, man, I'm home. There's nothing to talk about. There's nothing to talk about. There's nothing. The only other thing is that Baruch Hashem, we 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 you know we do this with the kids and try to do we try to do some chenuch. I mean, you know, it's not. I'm not telling you it's. It's the same as being home, whatever it is. There's nothing like being home. Shem comes to your house. I don't know if he comes to hotels or places. Which, which, if he does, which like, which table does he come to? Like, you know, there's like, it's a very, very, very serious night. My, my, my family, my father used to always read stuff from the Holocaust for my, for my aunt, my great, my great grandmother. Um, it's, it's a night to talk about your own gula. Because you know there, there, there's, there, there's, there's a saying there which when I say it I think about all the people that I saw and all the people that are in Mitzrayim, all the kids that are in psych wards and rehabs and addiction and you know and AA and GA and NA and you know how many of our, you know how many Jewish from kids on Shabbos have to go to group meetings because it's a constant of flushes. How many Jewish from kids on Shabbos to go to AA meetings? You wouldn't believe the number. Crazy number. But the psaki is because their life is in danger. There's a lot of people chal Shabbos. That's Mitzrayim. We're Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim is Mitzah. It means depression, locked in. So when we say when we say Hashte Avde in the Haggadah, this year we're servants, slaves. Some guys are like, well, Hashte Avde. Well, I'm not a slave. I'm free. I got a new car. I can go wherever I want. I'm doing well. Had a good year. No, the whole Klai Yisrael, we're all avadim. We're not free. We don't even know how to say no to anything. Everything's yes. Slavery is slavery is the is, freedom is the ability to say no. How do you know free, freedom is the ability to say no? Because the only word a slave can ever say is no. The master says, "Clean up, yes, sir. Jump up, yes, sir. Bring me food, yes, sir." He says, "No." He's done. So if the the only word that a slave can't say is no, so the only word that a free man can say is no.
That's the word he can say that a slave can't say. To be able to say no to Yetzirah. Who is not a captive of his Yetzirah? Who's not an Ebed to his Yetzirah? To his movies, to whatever it is. Hashta Avde, I'm not free. Mashiach's not here. You didn't kill the Satan. I'm not free. Every day it's something else. He's in my head. I'm not free. How many people are sick? How many people are on machines? How many people are in, in intensive care? How many people are suffering? How many women are divorced and sitting with their kids alone? How many people did I have to set up that are lonely, that don't have children, that are by themselves, that don't have a place to, to go for Pesach? We're in Mitzrayim. We're in the 50th level, not the 49th. We can get out of it because we have Torah. We're in such a bad place. So you're sitting there and Hashem's coming to your Seder and He's coming with Malachim. Where are you rushing? Where are you going? Talk to Him. He's coming. You have a chance to talk to Him. It's Zivug. It's Leil Shimurim. Yom Kippur is not Leil Shimurim. Leil Shimurim, Hashem says, you're the Kala. I got your back. I'm watching you. You can leave your door a little open if you're not in Sakana. So Hassan is here. You can talk to him like a wife talks to him, like an engaged girl. I just went to an engagement tonight. You see how they look at each other. Oh my God, if you could just keep that your whole life. It's like there's a thousand people in the room and they only see each other. Right? You could, bo- you could vomit. Uh, you know, oh, I, I, it makes me sick. But it doesn't make you sick. It's amazing. Nobody else. It's like, hi, Malta, Malta. He's right back talking to her like I, like I don't exist. I drove all the way. Like, right? That's, that's it. It's just the two of them. There's no one else. And when everyone leaves, they sit there and they talk for hours till 4 o'clock in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning. I don't know, I don't know how many guys in this room are married. I remember when I was going out. You know you know what you say to her? You hang up. No, you hang up first. No, no, you have to hang up first. No, you hang up first. No, you have to hang up first. That's an hour long. Yeah, do you say that to Hashem? You say that to Hashem? You hang up first. I want to keep talking to you. When did you ever say that to Hashem? So you don't have a relationship with him the way you had with your kala? So here's the night. Here's the night. This is it. This is the big one. Hashem's bringing all the boys to here. All the malachim that badmouthed us. That said we're dirt. All the angels that said we don't deserve the Torah because we don't keep anything. Look Hashem. Look at these guys. 49th level. Hashem's like, really? That's what you think of my girl? That's what you think of my kala? Come, I want you to meet my kala. Look at all my kindleach. Look at them sitting with their little kids, talking about the miracles that I did for them, talking about Mitzrayim, talking about the froggies. I buy a lot of that stuff. I'm into that. All these little green froggies that jump around. I give it out to the kids. And that little bag. How could you not? That bag with the, with the ten makis in it. You know, all this stuff. There's so much stuff for Pesach. Well, they should watch TV. They should have their iPhones. That's what they should have. Their stupid iPhones. Buy them some froggies when they're little kids. Make them jump off the table. Make yourself crazy. It's Pesach. It's, 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 it's such a big night. So the Satan, he knows how to do this. He does it on Purim too. He gets everyone drunk. Everyone acts like idiots. Pesach also, just everyone's in, all of a sudden, everyone's tired. Everyone's in a rush. Everybody's tired. Ah, you went to a baseball game in last year, a Met game that went 19. Teen innings <laughs> till three in the morning, and you stayed because it was tied till then. You stayed. Well, it was not a Met game. Such a big night. Such a big night, guys. You want to shit up? Even if everyone gets off the table, sit. Take out a safer. Learn. Learn. Take out a medrash, whatever it is, on Pasha's bow. Learn about the nisim that a Baruch who did. Learn about all the nisim and, 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 and think about it in your life. 
you know, the Mitzrayim that you were in, and you'll be able to say, Shana Bab that's the bracha for all of us. Don't don't let a night like this go pass you by. This is huge, huge. If the punishment for rushing and 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 feeling coming to the seder that it's a load on your a, a yoke on your shoulder is that if you ever need God and you need Him to do a miracle, He will say no. He's very clear about that. Then the reward for it is. That if you celebrate the Nisim, then if you need a miracle, and we always need a miracle, there's always a time in our life where like Hashem, I need a miracle, then the opposite is you'll get a miracle. So where do you get a Haftacha like that? What other night? What other night of the year? It's a crazy night. Well, bracha to everyone here. Next week, Tuesday night, there will not be a shir. Um, my bracha to everyone here is, actually I shouldn't say that. I'm wrong. Because what, Tuesday night? is not Arab Pesach, right? right? So, huh? No. So we're going to ask Rabbi Lamb to give this year. Alexander's not going to be here. He will be here. He's been here. Trust me, he's sitting there. He's in Yeshiva Shomayla, so he knows what I'm saying, if it's right or wrong. Uh-huh. I could really be in trouble, because he's in the real place. But what's his second name? Zev? Alexander Zev. Alexander Zev. Alexander Zev ben, ben Mayer. So, so... There will be a sheikh. We learned from the we learned the hard way not to be vatal shir. So either it'll be Rabbi Ginsburg or be Rabbi Lamb, and both of them have crazy shirim on 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 Pesach, and you have, it's it's the shir kavua. And I you know I told you that the last year you didn't hear the story, but because you weren't here last Tuesday night, to the, the the Tuesday night before before Purim, somehow, and you added something. So I, oh, talk, I should change it. So last week I said the story with Alexander Zev. So it went around that the Tuesday night before Purim, I wasn't giving a share. And I didn't have anyone to give a share, right? That's what went around. It was wrong. I didn't say that. I always, if I'm not here for the share, somebody comes for the share. Because I was taught that if you have a share kavua, if you're not there, someone has to give the share. Because when somebody, when a Talmud, a student, sets aside a time every week, a certain time, that time has to be used for learning. You're not allowed to use that time for anything else. So if you're not going to be in the year, you have to have a Rebbe. Someone has to be there. So I never told anyone that there wasn't anyone coming Tuesday night before Purim. But it got around on the WhatsApp, whatever it is. Now, Alexander came at 10 o'clock, right? He came at 10 o'clock, and you told him? I told I got a message that... You got a message there's no share. Right. No share. Right. And uh, it was like 10.30 already. And, uh, and uh, you know... I told, uh, I told him, I laugh, come at 10.30. Yeah, so when nobody was here. Right. So everybody thought there's no share. So I said, let's go to another share. So he said, no, no, I'm gonna, I want to come here. And why? Because he just had a feeling. Or whatever. No, he said something more than that. He said, because that if he shows up and no one's here, it'll, no. embarrass, it'll embarrass him. Right. That's what he said. She didn't know that from last week. He said, so, so Albert said, come with, come with me, come with me to another share. There's another share at 10.30. He said, but, but maybe Rabbi Wallstein has someone coming. If there's no one going to be here, that person's going to feel really bad. So I'm going to stay just in case. And Rabbi Lamb showed up at 10.30 when I told him to, and he gave a share to one man, Alexander Zev. And Rabbi Lamb said to him, the only one person you want to leave I'll go home. He said, no. Give a share. He sat there. He sat here. 
You have a share like there was a hundred people in the room. That was the, la- that was the last year. That was the last year. Then he had a heart attack after that. So how can you, you can't break a, a Sheikh of war. That was the last year he came to. Meridic. And he talked about Rabbi Lamb would have come in, there would be nobody. And he was driven, he drove from Muncie. He would have driven from Muncie. And on the way home, I was away. I called him. Because I always called him at 11.30. He was on the way home. I said, how was the share? He said, I don't want to tell you exactly, but to give a share to one person, I'm like, get out of here. He goes, one person. I said, who was the person? He said, you know, the shortest man with the white beard. I'm like, ah, Alexander. I said, and it was a share. He goes, it was one of my best, he told me. It was a great share. He was involved. I was there. It was like a regular share, not a chavrusa. I gave the share, and he sat there. That was his last share. So you can't break a shikavu. So I'd appreciate if everyone next week, Tuesday night, um, comes, and I will make sure that either Rabbi Lamb or Rabbi Ginsburg will be here. And um, being that Alexander will not be here, or maybe he will, Mashiach will be here. So we don't want Rabbi Lamb to drive in for nothing. I will tell him to be here at 10.30. He's on time. And uh, he's very fascinating. He's, uh, whoever was here knows he's a great, great speaker. They're both good. So either one of, one of them will be here, Mitzvah, next week. You should all be Matzliach. We should all Shana Bab and Echayrim. Shana Bab Yushalayim. Hashem should give you the Kayach and the strength and the inner Simcha to enjoy this year's Seder better than you've ever enjoyed it before. And my father used to say, because we're Kahanim, let us see the Kahanim Bulbus and Blut. Bulbus and Blut means their knees and blood. Because the Gemara says that on Erev Pesach, the most korbanas of any day ever is given because everyone has to bring, every family has to bring a carbon Pesach. So the blood would reach the Kahanim's knees. Not higher, because the pants of the Kayin would go to the knee. And the pants were not allowed to have blood on it. So it would go to the knee. We should all be zeichah to see the carbon Pesach. Thank you very much. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.